You like to do the chicken dance. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What is the chicken dance? The chicken dance is about a chicken dancing. <laughs> How does it go? Do you like to do the chicken <laughs> Goodness gracious. So we got some big news this week. What? Well, we found out that you had to get your tonsils taken out. Yes, and my adenoids and tubes in my ears. So, in one setting, they're going to take out your tonsils. They're going to take out your adenoids, and they're going to <laughs> put tubes in your ears. You're going to be like a bionic chick. I don't think that's certainly how it's going to work. You don't think that's how that's going to work? No, because um, I'll just get it out, and then when it's over, I won't even hurt, and I get to eat ice cream for every single day. That's right. You get to eat a whole lot of ice cream. So, are you worried about it? Not really. Are you, so, you're just, you're like, what do you think's going to happen? I'm just excited, and I think they're going to give me yucky medicine that I'm going to think it's going to taste yucky, and I'm going to feel tired, and I'm going to go to 10, I fall asleep. So you just think they're going to give you some medicine, you're going to get tired, and you're just going to fall asleep? Yeah. Okay. That's that's probably exactly what's going to happen. Cool, huh? Right? I'm actually excited for that day. Why? Because. Well, you know why. Because of the ice cream. <laughs> you like your ice cream. What's your favorite ice cream? I like strawberry, vanilla, chocolate. Really? All like, of them. Do you like country music? I like all of them. You like all of them? What does that mean? I like every single ice cream in the world. No, 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 no. Do you like country music? Yes, I do. What is country music to you? Well, country music is something that's my kind of favorite and kind of not. It's, it's kind of your favorite and kind of not? Yes, but there are some things that I like about country music and not. Okay, so what what do you what do you like about country music? Well, it's because inspiration. <laughs> you, you you get inspired. Okay. Yes. Okay, and what else? And it just lets you sing the way and have fun. Yeah, yeah. And what do you not like about country music? It's because that they kind of speak a little weird. How? Well, it's... Does they talk like this when they're singing? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty weird voice for them. Yes, that's what they sing like. Uh, that's how I sing. And that's all they sing. <laughs> <laughs> so you trying to tell me I'm country? Yes? Yes. Okay. And certainly you have glasses, but sure that's not really like you, even though you have glasses because you need to see them because you can read. And because you're kind of cute. Because I'm what? You look kind of cute. I look cute? Why do I look cute? Because of the glasses. My glasses make me cute? Yes. Oh my goodness. You just made me blush. You're cute every day. Can you sing me a country song? When you were little, you used to sing me country songs. Will you sing one? Real quick? Just a little bit of one? I said, Grandpa, what's this picture here? <laughs> All right. All right, all you people, listen to me up. I'm going to tell you that the weather outside was pretty weird. We had some rain, okay. some sun, and people playing. Tell me if I'm wrong or right. Just tell me. Okay, we're out here. You've lost your mind. I'm cutting you off. You're crazy. You have lost your mind. <laughs> The honky tonk hit man. Welcome to AboutNashville.net with your host, the honky tonk hit man, Mike Rogers.
everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of About Nashville. This is Mike Rogers, the Honky Tonk Hitman. Boy, it has been a crazy week. It's going to be an even crazier week with everything else we've got going on. Well, we got St. Patrick's Day on Thursday. Um, I'm running the Middle Tennessee Golden Gloves on Friday and Saturday. I also run the, the, uh, the Tennessee Silver Gloves, but that has already happened. It happened back in January. So now I'm just, uh, you know, fielding all these calls and, and doing all this crazy stuff to get the Middle Tennessee Golden Gloves on for all the kids uh, in, in Tennessee. So uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's for sure nuts around here um, and, and trying to get all that uh, taken care of. So let me address one thing very quickly because uh, I got a few emails. They were all about the same thing. And uh, I want to uh, first stress thank you uh, for responding, uh, for your feedback. Um, if you want to send feedback, remember to go to or to email me at aboutnashville at gmail.com uh, if you want to say something or ask a question or, or whatever. Um, the multiple questions that came up, and it came up from about the last episode with Chris Young, where I stated I wanted to kick his ass on the national stage uh, uh, in Nashville Star. Um, and, and the question was, do I think that that would have happened? No, I do not. Uh, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. Even if I had got on that show, uh, the guy was just way too talented. Uh, he would have he beat me. Um, it, it, it is what it is. So, no, I do not believe that I would have kicked his ass. I do not believe that I would have beat him on Nashville Star. It wouldn't have happened, so there you go. Um, it, it, was, it played out the way it was supposed to. Um, next thing, let's see. My record player came in. I got my records. Crazy! It's awesome. Um, uh, I, I just, I can't tell you. It, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've been listening to that Richard Pryor record, and <laughs> that guy was just too funny. Uh, but I do want to tell you about, this is my, uh, my pitch for the week. Uh, a new place that I found in town. It's not new, but it was new to me uh, because I was looking for vinyl. I was looking for uh, LPs to go on my new record player. So I went to a place called Grimey's. And it's in Nashville. It's at 1604 8th Avenue, South Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it's called Grimey's. It has uh, a lot of old uh, records in there that you can go in there and get a very reasonable, reasonable price. Reasonable price. And, uh, and uh, it, I found some great records. Um, you know, I got some old Charlie Rich records, some Don Williams records. Uh, you know, I just I got some cool stuff out of there, and, and I was excited to, to do that. Um we got a great episode today. We are talking to Bubba Bradley. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, he's been on television. He's been in uh, uh, Last Comic Standing. Uh, the guy is absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know, uh, save a ref, ride a fat boy. <laughs> the, guy's, the guy is hilarious. Um, anyway, so uh, la 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 la. Let's do this thing. Chris said you have the right equipment. Yeah. I think you're doing it right. Uh, I don't know about doing it right, but I'm, but I'm doing it, you know? Well, that's what she is. The thing is created, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's about creating the thing, just getting it going, you know, just doing it. That's 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 the thing, is you just got to get off the couch and do it. Get off and do it, yeah. I love I love Ron White as far as, you know, my comedic influence, and he, he always said, he's like, if you want to be a comedian, you just got to go be a comedian. He's like, I didn't realize you could just be a comedian, you know? Yeah, he doesn't mean you're going to be a good one, <laughs> but I mean, if you want to do it, go to an open mic and just be a comic, and then that's it. So that's pretty awesome. So so where are you from? Pennsylvania originally. And tell me about growing up. Tell me about what it was like to grow up in Pennsylvania. Uh, that's, uh, very like interesting. I'm definitely uh, of the hill. I don't know how they put labels on it, but I grew up uh, very country, and uh, my family is crazy. I don't know because they're gonna listen to this. So they- <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, but it's fine because they know. They know. But I mean, they're they're just we're. My mom's side of the family is all very blue collar. Like uh, you know, we have factory workers, farmers. Is a town I come from, and. Uh, we're, we're actually not allowed to have family reunions anymore. It's court ordered by the judge in our county that we're not allowed to gather. So that was it was like 15 years ago we had the last one, and he's like, you guys are done. No more. So, was, so how old were you when that happened? Uh, I must have been 
ooh, I want to say 11 or 12. Okay. Yeah, because we had them every year to camp, and then the cops had, usually had to come almost every year and break it up. And the last time, there was a bunch of weird, crazy stuff that happened. So, <laughs> yeah, the judge is like, I don't want you doing that. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're like, you know, we're not going to do that. And then my dad's side is all, like, really uh, wealthy. My grandfather was a police officer, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was, I was, I got away with a lot of stuff. We'll put it that way. So, what, what, what was it like growing up? I mean, what were you interested in? What, 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 I mean, were you interested in comedy when you were young? I really, no, I really wasn't. Um, I don't, I, I, I think it was, my mom was a single mom. Uh, my mom and dad had me really young. They were 16 okay. when they had me. So, uh, obviously not traditional. But uh, I grew up with my mom and we moved a lot. So I went to a different school every year from kindergarten until seventh grade. Okay. And then I think uh, that's where I got my ability to, to make people laugh because every year I had to make new friends. So mm -hmm. I was always a new guy coming in. So I had to find an outlet to be, you know, the funny guy or something. I had to have a thing. So that's where I got a lot of that from. But so I think it was always in me, but I never desired to do it. Uh, I always liked music. I love old country. So who are your favorites? Uh, definitely Johnny Cash. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he has a Johnny Cash tattoo. Oh, yeah, I forgot where he went. For all you guys that are seeing this, I got the Johnny Cash tattoo. Uh, I, I love Johnny. All the, all the old guys, Merle Haggard, man, David Allen Cole. I love all them guys. Uh, Hank, I mean, a friend, Steve David, I love him. Old school. I mean, I know I'm naming the, the easiest ones because I can think of, but... Uh, if you name it, I'd probably listen. Marty, I love Marty Robbins. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that old crooner ballad. But yeah, I mean, uh, I always liked music. I always wanted to come to Nashville and be a country singer. Really? Yeah. And I heard you sing a lot in your show. We watched your show tonight at Zany's, uh, where you headlined. And, and you did a lot of singing, but you did not sing any country. I did not sing any country, no. Uh, it's weird, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. I think it's because it's a nervous thing for me because I'm not a good, I'm not a great singer. I have some ability and I can definitely belt some stuff out, but uh, I think for me it's more of like a private, like this is what I do. But I actually have a couple songs that I wrote parodies that I'm gonna, I'm gonna start bringing out. So, you play any instruments? I play guitar. I taught myself guitar. Okay. I'm not great, but I can, uh, what do you call it, rhythm guitar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I learned like seven, eight chords and it's all you need, you know. <laughs> Write a country song anyway. All you need is three. Three. Yeah, it was it. Uh, <laughs> D, C, and G. And there's three chords in the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thousands of songs. So, old school country. I, I can't deal with the new country today. I uh, I watched a Sam Hunt video earlier today, and I wanted to rage murder everyone around me. Why? Why? I don't know. I just I didn't like it. Is it is it just the fact that it's just it's being forced down your throat or is it the fact that it really does piss you off i think it really pisses. i just i don't like the it doesn't maybe i don't know because every time I, when I hear it in my head that i'm like i'm about to say something that's going to make me sound like a really big ass but i just it doesn't feel like country music to me it's it's a lot of talking and it seems more like it should be in a nightclub I'm very traditional when it, when it comes to country. Oh me, yeah, I'm, I'm country as a cow turd. But I, okay. but but you know, but the, the the funny part about it is though, I, I I used to have that same feeling. I was like, oh fuck all this, so this this country music that's out today. This is some bullshit. This isn't real country music. This is '80s rock and and '90s rap. You know, it's just this right. is crap. You know, right. and, and I I really wasn't that big into it. And there were several names that I could name right off the top of my head until. Until I had to back off for a minute because my, my daughter was in class with Luke Bryan's son. So I got to actually meet the guy himself, and I'm like, hey, this is a nice guy. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. You know, so you can't, you know, so it was, then I had to separate the person from the music itself, and I'm like, okay, all right, okay, never mind. Uh, he's really a cool dude. You know, and then I have to start. That's why I asked. Is it the music itself, or is it the fact that it's being forced down your throat? Right. No, no, no. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of, of, of both, but uh, I do know that you know I had, had to get on to one of my buddies uh, not well not long ago, but um, I'd say hey, yeah, uh, he was just like killing Luke Bryan all over Facebook, and I'm, I just sent him a message. I said, "Dude's really a good dude," and he apologized. <laughs> so he's like, "Okay, all right, I, I hear you," uh, but he is. He's a, he's really he's a sweetheart of a guy. So I mean, I mean, I, I, I I'm not really crazy about his music, but you know. Yeah, 
can't fault him. You can't fault him, right. man. He's making a killing. I remember in 92 when everybody hated Billy Ray Cyrus because they thought he was killing country music, you know? Yeah. He wasn't. He was killing the, the box office. That's true, yeah. I mean, he, he wrote that for... And you're right, and it's funny you should say that because in my mind, uh, Dane Cook, okay, <sighs> comedian. Yeah. So everyone has their opinion of him. Everyone, I wanted to hate him. I don't know why, because it, when he was popular, the same thing, shoved down your throat, you know? Yeah. And, uh... I think comics hate him because he's a good-looking dude. He's super popular, you know. So let's hate him. And I wanted to, but I actually got to meet him and hang out with him. God, he was just—he was like—he was like you say, he was a nice guy, and it pissed me off. No <laughs> way. Like it made like it made like I'd be like son of a bitch. Like I felt like an ass. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. So you're right. You got to separate the people from the music. I just. I don't. I just don't think it belongs. I don't know if it belongs in country. But country's changed, so I gotta. I gotta roll with that. I think. Yeah. I, I have a theory. I have a theory that we're we're probably within ten, maybe even five years away from radio being completely irrelevant. Right. Uh, you know, when we step into a car, there's not even going to be a radio. There's going to be a, some kind of Bluetooth mechanism with picture with, that picks up our music from. Right. It'll be some kind of algorithm from from an app from our phone or whatever device that we have in there that, that plays us what we want to hear, not yeah. necessarily what, what they want us to hear. I think this I think that's really close to happening. I would agree with you. Yeah, they have to market it like that now because pe- people need to get what they want because they can't shove it down your throat. Like when TV, when, you know, 20 years ago when they only had four networks, you know, you had to watch what was up. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, we're, we're close to that now with, with Pandora and everything else that you can get out there on, on your, your iPhone. I mean, it's... It's uh, it's amazing. Anybody that says that they don't or can't hear uh, good country music is not trying hard enough because it's there, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody just walked in. We're like, what? What? Hello? <laughs> but so tell me, you were telling me about uh, your your family and how they got uh, thrown out of of. Yeah, yeah. We, they didn't get thrown out of Pennsylvania, no, but no, they definitely got thrown out of ever having a family reunion ever again. Yeah, we're still out there, but yeah, they're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we shouldn't be in. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was very fun growing up. They're great, great people. I mean, they're just fun-loving people. We just, we don't drink well. You do? We, <laughs> we don't drink we don't well. Drink well. There's, we have a gene that causes us to not drink well, and we like to drink. So okay. there lies the problem. But uh, I mean, I had a lot of love and support growing up. Uh, I turned 18, and uh, I went right into a factory. I worked in a factory for five years. I went to college late. I uh, went for culinary, and then from there I just uh, ended up in Yellowstone Park uh, working, which is funny because I wanted to get out, of, I was in Pennsylvania, I wanted to get out of Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. I have culinary, I was running a kitchen in this small town, and I applied for a job at Yellowstone, and this is in February, I just went, I was fed up, you know, you get fed up, and I'm like, sure. I don't want to be here, uh, so I applied for this job that had room and board, I'm like, I'm going to get out. And every you know every kid's dream, but but I was 25, so I was a lot late at it. I'm like, oh, we're gonna go. But in May, my brother's like, hey, some guy called about a job, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, some guy from Yellowstone. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I even did that. So I took the job. I went out. I, I love. I worked. I got to live there during the summer, all summer long. It was awesome. And I just fell in love with Montana, Wyoming, so I stayed. And I went to, literally, my brother came out with me. He turned 18 in August of 2006 is when it was. And uh, he came out with me. Uh, Our gig was up in October. So they're like, we'll give you a ride out of the park. We're going to drop you off, and you're on your own. So we had $800 to our name. We had them drop us off at a hotel in Bozeman, Montana. (laughs) And we had enough for one week at the hotel. It was like six, six, seven hundred bucks. So enough for that and to eat all week. And we're like, well, now what, you know? And uh, I went and made a deal with the, the girl that owned the hotel. Like, we're going to clean, and if that's cool, for our room and board. And so we were housekeepers. And uh, that led me to a bar across the street that was, like, literally right across the street. And I walked in one day because I'm a big dude. So I'm like, you need a bouncer? And she's like, yeah, I need a bouncer. And I'm like, well, I can bounce. And uh, I started working at the bar. And, was it that was 2006 and 2009 uh, my buddy knew two comics from LA they were doing a show uh, I know I'm going way off track uh, but they come in to do a show they want someone to open up for them now I'd always thought that I wanted to be a comic but I never never went on stage I always thought I was funny in situations because you know there's a difference in between being funny you know the funny guy at a party or you know just a funny guy or somebody that's actually on stage sure yeah so 
I didn't know what I was, but they're like, well, we want someone to do five minutes. And I'm like, I will. And they're like, no, because they looked at me. I had a shaved head. I just didn't look like, I look like a douche. I <laughs> put that. I don't look like I should be funny. But uh, finally, no one would do it. And he's like, you want to go up? And I said, yeah. And uh, I go up. I killed it. You know, granted, they everyone knew me there. So what would you talk about? My very first joke, uh, I did the Yellowstone, kind of like a rough version. You heard the Yellowstone bit tonight about the what elevation do the deer turn into elk. So that was like, it was like a rough version of that. But my very first joke was, I was like being a big guy. And it was so like, when I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, it was so like beginning comic stuff. But I'm like, you can treat it differently as a big guy, man. I'm like, one of the differences, if a small guy is walking down the street, a car will swerve to avoid him, but they do it, you know, out of kindness. For me, they do it the same thing, but it's for a different reason. And it's like, holy shit, that guy would have fucked my car. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like the first stuff. I'm like, I think it's funny. And uh, the, the comics really liked me. And after the show, uh, you know, the comics like, everyone's gone. He's like, hey man, do five more minutes. And I did for just him. And, they're cracking up and they're like, we're leaving Wednesday. If you want to come with us, we're going to take you on the road, man, and we'll teach you how to be a comic. So No way. Yeah, I was like, I, I like well, let's do it. I mean, I, I, I not that easily because I had to fight, you know, with it because I've always, I was so unstable as a child, I think. When I'd been out in Montana, I got settled down. I got into a routine. I enjoyed the stability that I had for the first time. And so when you say unstable, what do you mean unstable? Were you in like in trouble with the law? Did you have trouble at home? Did you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you name it. I was I was your typical single parent kid. Okay. You know, uh, I, I always. Did you I, really have a gay brother? Oh, my brother's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely gay. I, <laughs> I didn't know if it was no, right. It was yeah, comic no. purposes. No, or, no, I'm gonna make you gay for this yeah. joke. <laughs> like, come up, asshole. <laughs> come up, like, hey, buddy, I'm doing, com- I'm doing comedy. By the way, you're gay. You're gay now. So in black or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever, never mind. Man. However, whatever works. Whatever's funny. You're a gay, half black, half Asian man. <laughs> for this, for purposes. Yeah, no, he's definitely gay. Uh, which is funny because he was afraid to tell me because I was always not a jock, but I played football in school. Okay. I was like a guy's guy, and he didn't want. He thought I'd look down on him, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, your, your family's family. I love family. Mm-hmm. How how old were y'all when he told you, or did you already know? Did well, he tell we, you something you already we, knew? We yeah, we knew. I was twenty. He was he's eight, he was he was seventeen when he came out. I think. 16 or 16, he was young. Mm-hmm. So we were eight years apart, so I was either 24 or 25 when I found out. <laughs> so it was like, I, 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 by the way, I'm gay, and it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, shit. I don't know if I, we used to, my sister and I used to torture him as kids, man. Because I have a sister, she's six years younger than me. But we would dress him up in dresses and shit. Oh, shit. I'm like, did I do this? Like, did we, <laughs> did, what? <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> did, did, did I fucking make my brother gay? I, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Like, shit. So, I always had that thought. I was like, did, I tell my sister, I'm like, your fault. They were your dresses. So, oh, my God. Yeah, so I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. But, uh, yeah, so, but they, they took me on the road with them. And so the stability part is, I, I'm moving from school to school every year. Uh, I was in trouble a lot with the, with the when I was 18. I was on probation from the time I was 18 till I was 25. What'd you get in trouble for? Uh, first time was receiving stolen property. Uh, receiving? Receiving. Yeah. Receive like you took stolen property from somebody. Well, not really. So <laughs> I hung out with a lot of idiots in a small town, but it's mm-hmm. it's harmless, I think. Well, we think it is. But my buddies went to a car wash and stole. Uh, you know, like all the air freshener box, you know what I mean? Like, you put the quarter in, you get the air freshener. Yeah. So they stole a bunch of them, like the towel things. He tried to jimmy off of the, the change machine, he couldn't do it. So they brought all the machines to my house. So I, I literally have a closet full of like air fresheners and armor all and just like, what shit I wouldn't need, you know? Uh-huh. And they got, we, we emptied them out with like $75 and quarters in all six of them. And I think I got a chili cheese dog and some Fritos out of it. And my buddy gets a conscious. He's like, can we just keep them in your house for one night? And I said, ah, yeah, I said, but then you got to get rid of them. And so they did. And the next morning they took them away. But my buddy got a conscious about it. And he went and turned everyone in. What? Yeah. 
and I didn't know any better when the cops came. My grandfather was a cop, you know, mm-hmm. so they all knew me. And they're like, hey, did this happen? And I, I could have said no and got it. They had no proof. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it happened. And so that was, uh, that was three years probation. Admit nothing and demand proof. That's right. Yes. Well, now I know. Now I know. But yeah, so I, I got receiving. It's the same as doing it. Receiving. That's mm-hmm. how we charge it. I might as well have stole it. And yeah, I got two years probation and I think $3,000 in fines. Ooh. For $75. I didn't even get to keep any of the shit. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that led into, then I like to fight, so I would get into a lot of bar fights. Uh, I don't know if I was good at fighting, but no, I wasn't good at fighting. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do it. Like, I'm good at it if I was sober, uh-huh. And but I got a really hard head, so I could take a punch. Uh-huh. So there'd be times where I would be cocking off the people because I was a big dude. I'm like, well, I don't have to know how to fight. I'm big, you know? But guys would be hitting me. And they would be beating me, but it wouldn't phase me. But I would still be talking shit to them. Like, you're a pussy, blah, blah, blah. My buddies are dragging me away as I'm yelling at this guy. Like, you're getting beat up. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not. So it wasn't, that's kind of just stupid, just like drunk stuff. Do you you think it was from, do you think that you had like a bunch of, you know, built up just shit from when you were a kid? I mean, do you think it was just... I mean, because I don't hear you, you haven't mentioned your dad not one single time. Yeah, I know. Well, and, well that's funny, too, because I love my dad and Ray. We have a, we have a great, uh, we have a great relationship now. Okay. But, I mean, it was strange when I grew up. He was a great guy. He's a great guy. I would never say because he's, he's a great guy. I love him to death. But he was young, and I understand. You know, when you're 16, I couldn't imagine. I'm 35. I couldn't imagine having a kid, even now. At 16, he had At you? At 16. Oh, okay. Whatever, 16, you know, so... I don't, I don't fault anybody, you know, they couldn't make it work, and, but we, the relationship we had growing up was, uh, was basically, I mean, he would always buy me stuff for my birthday and for Christmas, you know, and actually when I turned uh, 22, I think we went out drinking and we finally started hanging, and I was kind of a bad kid, I don't think I ever really disappointed him, but I don't think I live, I don't know how to say this. I don't think I lived up to where he felt I should be, you know okay. what I mean? Because he knew I was smart, he knew I could do more. I think it angered him that I was, you know, working in a factory, getting in trouble. But we were out drinking and, uh, you know, I always asked him for money. He'd always give me money and he just kind of looked at me once and he said, he's like, you know, you really only ever talk to me when you want money. And I said, I said, you know, I said you're right. I said, but honestly, I only ever saw you when you were giving me something. You know, I said, so that's kind of like a weird dynamic that we had, you know? Right. Because it was Christmas or my birthday. So I'm like, wow, this is our relationship. we got to do something to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so we did. I mean, now we're really good. I call him once a week. We talk. I go down. He lives in Tampa. So I go down and visit him. So we're good now. But, yeah, it was it was, it was was hard growing up like that, I think. But, you know, and I, everyone has their regrets. And I think he does, too. But we came to terms with it. So yeah. did, you, did people mess with your brother a lot when you were there? How was the age difference between two of you? Me and my brother, uh, eight years. Oh, yeah. oh, he's older, younger? Younger. I'm younger. the oldest, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, my sister's six years younger, my brother's eight. Yeah, I was born in 80, he was born in 88, she was born in 86. Yeah, he definitely got picked on a lot, and I'd always, you know, I remember one group, there was like six, seven guys making fun of him, and I challenged every one of them, you know. Oh, with that much of an age difference, you could have really gone That's to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we go. I'm 16, you're eight, I will stop <laughs> I you. I will kick your asses. Yeah, I know. I didn't really think about that. Like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have gone to jail a whole lot sooner. It would have been bad. Yeah. It would have been really, really bad. Yeah. So so you go out on the road. You you, you you take the leap of faith. You say, hey, I am going to be a comic now. I'm, I'm, I've done the, the, the cook thing. I'm going to be a comic. I'm going to go out on the road with these guys. What the hell was that like? It's crazy. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, it was it was it was nerve-wracking because I started off just doing five minutes you know up front ten mm-hmm. minutes I wasn't getting paid uh, they were maybe giving me a hotel or they would buy me dinner because you know but they were I wasn't they saw a potential but like we're gonna grow you you mm-hmm. know into something and uh, it was it was a great time it was wild just seeing the life on the road is crazy I mean when we first started out anyways it was it was weird uh, but just being on that stage man once I started doing it I got hooked well, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they don't realize that I'll just use a round in boxing. Three minutes can be a long, long time. Yeah. So, so it just depends on, you know, 
really what kind of shape you're in. So did you did you did you ever did you ever get on the stage and all of a sudden that three to five minutes all of a sudden became a very long time? Oh yeah, yeah, because I was way over my head to begin with. You know, uh, there was a point in time where I started featuring super early. So now I'm doing 20, 25 minutes at best. I had maybe ten, you know, but I I I faked enough of it that I got away with it. But yeah, that's how it became like three to five minutes when you're on stage it's a lifetime when you're when you're eating shit you know what I mean it's like, so it's, I remember the first show I did where nobody did anything and I was like how oh, I need to cut my I'm not even a cutter but I'm like I'm gonna go cut myself in my hotel room I think I'm gonna start doing this now because I don't know what else to do like people don't like these strangers didn't laugh at me you know I need that for whatever reason so yeah, it was, it's crazy, but it, it's such an addiction. So so you're out on the road and you're learning from these these professional comics, and and are you making a living? No. So you just do it for free? Uh, for free to start, and even when I when I first started featuring, I mean, luckily uh, I worked at a bar, awesome bar in Montana. It's called the Molly Brown. The owner, I love her to death because she she let me come and go as I needed, gave me shifts when I needed. She's giving me loans. I mean, she's she's helped me out. I've had a lot of people like that. Uh, my grandmother's one. I mean, all my family, my dad, they've all helped me. So I was lucky there. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I was I was making like a hundred bucks a show maybe, and so I'd have enough money to go from one show to the next. And my brother was living in my house. He was taking care of all the bills and stuff. So, uh, but it started that wear it on our war on our relationship. And okay. We ended up. Excuse me. He, uh, him, and his boyfriend moved out. And, I ended up moving back to Pennsylvania for a while, but I lived in my car for about three years. So I've done that. Have you? Not for three years, but I've, I've lived in my car for sure. Yeah, and when I say, cause, yeah, because actually I read up a lot about you, man. You have a very interesting story as well. Uh, a little peculiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little interesting there. Yeah. You know? um, uh, so I, you know, I, 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 I'm curious. You're a fan of country music. You, uh, you, you love comedy. Uh, so what kind of comedy did you? Look or listen to or, or, or gravitate towards when you were younger. I I can't. When, I mean, when I was. Young, or did you? I well, I did. I remember listening to comedy. Uh, Paul Rodriguez. Okay. For whatever reason, I loved him to death when I was younger. I, I remember being like fourteen and fifteen and just listening to him. And then, but I really didn't consume a lot of comedy when I was younger. Uh, I mean, like CD Adam Sandler when his first CD came out, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, with like the goat. Hey, goat! You know, I used to go around doing all that. Or I'm coming out of the booth, you know, like the toll booth guy. Like I, that was, uh, I would do the impressions, and I would just love it. Uh, old school SNL. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, Dana Carvey. I mean, I used to emulate him all the time. So he was probably a big influence on me. Do you have a Dana Carvey impression? Uh, well, I did the ain't gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent. No. When you say like paper towels, that's bad. <laughs> Hand dryers, that's good. It's funny because Dana actually follows me on Twitter, and the day that he followed me on Twitter, I was like, "Holy shit! I've made it! I've made it! Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we're done. Hang it up. I've made it. Damn you! <laughs> we are done here. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so you you you're, you decided, hey, I'm doing this. You jump in head first. You're out on the road with these guys, and you're not making any money. How the hell did you survive? Uh, I mean, literally, how did you eat? And that's funny, I really didn't. And I, I would go for days at a time without eating, and I never lost a goddamn pound of weight. <laughs> I don't know how, I swear to God. And I talk about it, too, because it's like, you see guys that, like, run off with the carnival or whatever, and they'll come back. Like, I had a buddy who was, like, 250 pounds. One summer in the carnival, he's, like, a buck 80. Maybe it's meth, I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never lost a damn pound of weight. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I probably gained weight. I'm like, I don't know how this happened, but uh, it was hard. A lot of people helped me out. Like I said, the girl that owned the bar in Montana, she let me live in her basement for a while. Uh, my car, I would take tents with me on the road and camp out. Uh, just people being generous. I mean, uh, I was decent with money, but I smoked at the time. I had my priorities, and that was uh, gas, cigarettes, and then food. Hopefully not in that order. Let's <laughs> get some gas, smoke a cigarette, chow down on a burger. So, uh, you know, did, did you go to L.A. or New York? I did. I went to L.A. I had a buddy who lived out there. Uh, uh, he put me up for a long time, too, actually. Uh, 
got me into the comedy store. I did the main stage in my first couple of years. I got on a show, which is unheard of. I did Last Comic Standing. I auditioned uh, for that, which got me on the first three episodes. You know, just, so you were on Last Comic Standing. I was, uh, you know, so I didn't really make it through the show, but I made it on on the show. Okay. You know what I mean? So that gave me a credit. You know, <laughs> be it whatever it is. Greg Giraldo was the host that year. Greg Giraldo, Andy mm-hmm. Kindler, and Tosh Legero. Greg really liked me. Uh, he said, I think you're hilarious, and that was awesome, because that was in March, and unfortunately, in October that year, he passed away. Uh, and then Andy Kindler, he's like, dude, I think you're a great storyteller, man. He's like, uh, I think he said something along the lines of like uh, CNN storytellers or something like that. Uh-huh. So, Natasha Legero hated me. I, I see, I, 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 that takes so much balls to just get out there, write your own jokes, and do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty funny guy, but I think that I would just shit on myself if I walked out on the stage and not have a damn thing to say. It's hard, yeah. You'd be like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was funny, but I'm, I'm gonna sit my ass right here. Yeah, we're just gonna sit here and see what happens. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit here. And the audition for Last Comic Standing is brutal because, so we're doing it at the Hollywood Improv, right? So you get funneled into a room, and the only pe- like the room is lined with NBC execs, mm-hmm. like his cameramen, executives, PAs, directors, whatever. So it's them all along the wall, and then it's Greg, Natasha, and Andy, and that's it. And now you have two minutes to go in there and be funny. And how do you do that in that situation? You, know, okay. you, you got nobody there. There's no audience. So it's like, all right, now be funny for these three people and the rest of a room full of people that are looking at you like, well, do something. I'm like, that's nerve-wracking. Would you ever uh, audition for Saturday Night Live? I don't, I don't, I, yeah, probably not. I don't think I'm a, imp, I, I don't know if I'm an improv guy. I'd like okay. to maybe host it if I was ever <laughs> famous enough, but uh, I don't know if I could ever, I don't know if I had that. Them guys are so dedicated. I don't want to act, I just want to be in the Oscars. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's how everybody is, right? Why aren't we nominated? Oh, well, because you didn't do anything. You, you, you gotta be better and then you'll get nominated. Yeah. Right, right. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that'd be something I could do. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so you're in L.A. Did you did you audition for anything else? Uh, no, not in L.A. Uh, later I ended up uh, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. You know. Uh, what did you do in Sons of Anarchy? I went, uh, went out for the role of, uh, uh, what's his name? The big guy that got his head chopped off towards the end, what do they call him? The dead one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his damn name now, but it was something along that lines. I wanted Opie? to get on. No, not Opie. Uh, he was just, he was like a, a off character. He was in like 30 episodes, though. So, um, that's not that off of a character. No, that's not. That was his name. Filthy Phil. Okay. He was one of the guys, like the big dude that liked to eat cereal all the I time. Used to, I used to love Sons of, Sons, Sons of, uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> but but um, um, I, don't, I don't remember that guy. No, it wasn't like too memorable of a character, but it would have been a fun thing to do. Uh, but then, so it really, I, I, I hit the road. I didn't really get into any kind of acting until I came to Nashville here. Really? Yeah. It was Nashville. So what, what brought you to Nashville? Uh, I love country. I always wanted to live here. Like okay. I said, I wanted to be a country star. I had this dream that maybe one day I would. Still, still have that dream? I still have that. Yeah, I have that chance right now. Sing me a country song. I do. <laughs> 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 Come like, on, sing one. Sing one. Just one country song. Just one country song. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I have that great of a voice. I love Johnny though. So anything Johnny, I'm happy with. But uh, so uh, Nashville, I work with a lot of country artists. Uh, okay. I work with Kentucky Headhunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guys. I worked with Shenandoah, uh, Little Texas. Uh, you just you open for them. You go out there and open their yeah, shows. Yeah, I just go out and open their shows. Yeah. Okay. So and just have fun with them. Um, and I haven't yet, but I really the Kentucky Headhunters are, are the greatest guys I've ever met. They're they're fun and they're just good dudes, and they're gonna let me go up and sing Dumas Walker with them one of these days. Oh my yeah. gosh! And for me, that's gonna be like I'll be like a little kid, like ah, you know, I don't know about being able to handle it, but uh, so I'm excited for that. But I figured, you know what? If I can maybe do that, and the opening for a band as a comedian is pretty brutal. Really? Yeah, I mean because it. Because you're there, and then people are like, what is this? Like, what is happening? You know, mm-hmm. why is this guy up here talking to me, you know? And then it's hard in that situation, but it pays really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to make you laugh. Yes. Shut yeah. up and take it. Yeah. Comedians are whores for money, so, you know, if we get an opportunity, <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do this. 
But so, I, and I always wanted to live in Nashville. I love the South, man. I okay. just feel like I'm at home here. So I moved here and then, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, my first gig was obviously extra on Nashville. Okay. You know, I played like guy in bar and I was so excited and I made all my family watch. I'm like, you gotta see this, it's gonna be great. And then there was two seconds to the back of my head and then they're like, oh, we wasted an hour of our day. And I'm like, I know. I got this big grand vision in my mind. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in this episode. It's pretty much starring me at this point, you know, like I'm all over it. I had no idea how extras worked, you know? And then it's just one like shot in my head. So that kind of- The bluebird or something? Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be in like the, actually filmed it at uh, the Mercy Lounge. Okay. Yeah, so it was that and uh, did that. Then my next role was on the 700 Club. It was a reenactment. Did you get saved? No, I killed somebody. <laughs> they're like I'm just going Craigslist like we need like drug dealer looking sketchy type people and I'm like hey you know what that's me I'm I've got this I, yeah, like I'm sketchy I can do it <laughs> so I got it and I got the part and it was this guy like uh, yeah I ended up beating up this guy in a hotel room and then you know me and this other guy take him and we throw his body in a ditch and he, he actually ended up living and he found God and he came back but it was a really good story but I remember just doing these takes, so we're filming, and it was actually, we actually, they put this guy in a sheet, the actual actor, and me and the other guy literally had to carry him in the sheet, like, across this field, and I remember we just did, like, seven or eight takes of it, and by the end, I'm like, I'm like, we gotta stop, I'm like, I think my character would just leave him here, because <laughs> I am tired of walking this guy across this goddamn field, you know, I'm out of breath, I'm like, just... This is right here is fine. He's dead. I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to bury him right here. Yeah. In a shallow grave. Just right here. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, let's go let him go. So that was my second. I've done a couple other things, but I finally now just had a, a music video come out uh, with a girl named Tara Thompson. Okay. The video's called Someone to Take Your Place, uh, and I got a lot of FaceTime in it. I'm actually got a principal role. Uh, it got me into SAG now Good for that deal. video. Yeah, I got an agency here in town. Who's your agent? Uh, the Avenue. Okay. Yeah, they picked me up, so uh, so it was really cool, man. And so I get to watch that and go through it. So if you, I, I tell people, if you ever want to see a fat kid in a kiddie pool cooking hot dogs on a rake in a wheelbarrow that's heating up the kiddie pool, okay, watch this video. <laughs> so so there's a TV show on Netflix. I heard somebody say that you were in. Yeah, it was in Master of None. Okay. Aziz and Sari's. Uh, a show so I, that was another thing They're like we need a big guy I think like Newman from Seinfeld you know so I'm like hey I'm a big guy so I, I applied for it and, uh, Aziz was handpicked me personally he liked me so which is funny because we're filming an Acme company on Broadway Acme sorry, oh right? they, y'all did that here yeah oh yeah they filmed it here in yeah. Nashville right in Nashville uh, yeah Aziz for that one it. episode or for the entire series for that one episode okay yeah, Aziz he, don't, he loves it here He's a foodie. And Who doesn't? Yeah, it's a great town. This is a good Nashville. It's all about Nashville. All about that. All about Nashville. <laughs> Plug it. Plug it. I love it. You should make everybody say that at the end. Because I, I know you got, you got what you did. I listened to your other podcast, and you got uh, Chris to say. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. It's Enjoy awesome. the burrito. Enjoy your burrito. He ruined my life, by the way, Chris Hardwick. How's that? <laughs> he does. I listened to his uh, episode with uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda. Okay. Have you heard that one? Mm-hmm. And it was such a great podcast. But the show that he's on, Homicide Hunter, uh-huh. holy shit, is it a good show, man. I've been binge watching it ever since. Like, I haven't done shit. And it's all his fault. So that's why. See, that's what I hate about the fucking Netflix. Yeah. You know, it, it ruins people. It's like freaking crack or some shit. Uh-huh. Like, you, you find, I, I, you know, the thing for me about Netflix is... I need Netflix with like three choices. That's, that's it. Three choices. Right. You give me more than three choices and I am screwed. Like literally it takes me an hour. Like if I got an hour, a free hour, that's a good that's good for me. A free hour, I'm like, okay, good, yes. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch some Netflix. You know what? It takes me a good hour on Netflix trying to figure out what the hell to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh god, this looks good. Oh no, wait a minute, this looks good. Oh wait, wait! Oh, and then and then all of a sudden you turn around. Well, hell, my hour's over. I just wasted <laughs> yeah. it trying to look for a show on Netflix. It's true. And then and when you do find a show, it has all the freaking episodes. So you literally sit there for you know 
hours and hours and sometimes days and weeks and you don't move and your wife's like, well, are you uh, going to go to work? No, I think I'm sick again today. <laughs> Got to figure out how this shit ends. Yeah, breaking Bad, I don't know. I'm only on season 18. <laughs> we... We got seven more to go, babe. Yeah. yeah no, that's right. So Binge-watching is a real freaking a thing. Real it's thing. like a freaking disease or some shit. Yeah, it's like crack, except for instead of making you skinny, it makes you fatter. Well, yeah, yeah. I suppose <laughs> that. It's definitely, I know, less choices, Netflix. You will have people watching a lot more shit. Right. I mean, there's a reason KF, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken only sells chicken. <laughs> I like chicken. I like yeah. chicken. I'm going to go get some chicken. <laughs> I'm not going to go get a burger at KFC. Right. Yeah, I don't know where the hell I'm going with this. No, I, I got your point. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if you want chicken, maybe a mashed potatoes, maybe a biscuit. I don't know, but <laughs> a couple of choices, that's fine. Yeah, because I'm bad with choices too, man. I can't. I'm like, I don't I don't know. What to do. I got such ADD. But yeah, that's how. So I've been watching every. But now at the same rate too, now I'm just constantly watching shows about murder. And I'm like, ah. So it's just making me like paranoid about everybody. Like, I don't, I can't trust this person because this is how this happened. They're going to murder me. Okay, I'm a hypochondriac for one. And for two, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm an insane person anymore. So, yeah. So it's been messing me up. Murder, huh? Murder. Oh, yeah. gosh. You so, know this is a snuff podcast, right? This is a snuff, yeah. The end. <laughs> if, if you hear me, Mike Rogers killed me. <laughs> I don't know how he got my body anywhere, but if he did, more we power did it to with him. a blanket through a field. Yeah, blanket through a field. I weigh a good 350, so good luck. I always thought about that. I'm like, people aren't gonna murder me, dude. They're not gonna go through that trouble. It's like, well, we gotta just gotta get rid of his body. Oh no, no, hell, you are getting buried wherever you're dead. Yeah, yeah. We're burying your ass right here at Zany's. That's why I don't drink with people because you always have that guy to go out and, and if I go out and get drunk and pass out. There's, that's it. My buddies are like, well, you're screwed. And they're going to walk away. A smaller guy, they can pick him up or help him. Me, I'm done. If I go down, they're like, yep, you're screwed. Like, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. You know? Then I'm on the sidewalk for a day. So, so, so yeah. you've actually got more TV work here in Nashville than you did in L.A. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's funny, huh? You're not the first person that told me that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's got to be smaller market. I'm a niche character. Uh, so we, the, the scene we did for Aziz's show... And I just set it up, you know, we, we filmed a bunch, but a lot of it doesn't make it in. But uh, he, he even came up to me, he's like, hey, Bubba, he's like, I'm Aziz, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be cool about it. I'm like, I oh, know, man, I'm like, yeah, it was good, you know. But in my mind, I'm like, God, you're season, sorry. I'm like, woo, you know. Because you saw it, man, it's a square garden, and that says something, you know. Yeah. That's a, that's a pinnacle. Did you have a line? I did not have a line, no, not in the show. I think he wanted to do more, but I think they found their shot, and then... Uh, then took it from there, but it's basically they, it's called old school Yelp. <laughs> All your friends, I had five lines. They cut the shit down. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how, <laughs> how always, always happens. Yeah, like, like I here. had five fucking lines and they cut the shit. They get it. But I set up a joke, so they're like, "Hey, Acme and Steve, they turned into like a barbecue place, and they're actually filmed right by the waterfront there. So they had the you know that turnaround is mm -hmm. there. So they had all that blocked off, and it was outside. So they had the cops there. But the funny part was so. It was me in the scene and a bunch of extras, and I was to run into the to the barbecue joint looking excited because I'm a fat kid, and, and that's how they set up the joke. Because they're like, basically, uh, the, Aziz and the girl that plays his girlfriend are like, hey, you want to get something to eat? They're like, yeah. And they're like, hey, that place looks good. He's like, Aziz's like, well, I'm gonna check it out on Yelp. And then his girlfriend's like, well, there's a really excited big guy walking in there. And Aziz is like, yeah, that's kind of like old school Yelp, really ex falling around really excited fat people. You know what I mean? So, so, so what episode was this and what season? Uh, first season, it just came out. Episode six is called Nashville. Okay. Yeah, so they made a gif of me walking into the, because I like put my hands together <laughs> and I'm like, you know, licking my lips and they put a gif together of me doing that. It went actually went viral, I think, so that was cool. But we're set up to do, uh, to do this scene. Uh, even for, you know, these small scenes, you have a whole crew. So they're across the street filming and I'm talking with my hands a lot too, and I know it's that's like, okay. Yeah. Hey, but they're across the street filming, and uh, uh, we have me set up with a bunch of extras now. So they, you know, Aziz had just come over and talked to me. He's like, "Here's what I want you to do: just be excited, go in." I'm like, "Okay." Nice guy. Uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's sweet. Everything I've heard from people, he's just super nice. And he was just good. to me. He was great. He came up with. Uh, the, the guy that was producer from Parks and Recs, they're working oh, okay. on the show together. He's like, he had introduced himself and he introduced the other guy. And so he's talking to me, he's setting me up. He's like, I appreciate you doing this, Bubba. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, thanks. I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, 
so we're setting up the scene. So they yell. So then they go, you know, uh, they'll go camera, and then they'll go, uh, or they'll go roll sound, and then they'll go camera, then they'll go <laughs> background, and then I was to go on action. So we get everyone set up, and we finally got a break where there wasn't people walking through the scene. And mm-hmm. so Aziz is walking away, and they're getting ready to roll, and they're like, roll sound, and then they go camera, then they go background, and then as soon as they get ready to go action on me, a buddy that I grew up with in my hometown comes around the corner and sees me, and he's like, Baba! And they're like, cut, and I'm like, Aziz just looked at me, and he laughed, and I'm like, holy shit, man. One guy I know from my hometown happens to see he you know just like walk around while we're filming yeah it's so like cut reset and i'm like oh shit i'm like i'm filming dude he's like oh sorry man i'm like okay <laughs> wow yeah. so so baba is that what, what is your what what was the name your mother gave you uh my bradley okay what bradley's your first name bradley's my first name so my real name bradley levisky bradley levisky levisky yes polish uh, Russian. Russian? Yeah, Russian. Okay. Uh, I thought it was Polish, but actually they changed it because the spelling is L-E-V-I-S-K-I okay. here. Uh, when we came over, it was L-E-W-I-S-K-Y. Okay. So they made it American. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Polish. Uh, when I worked at the bar as a bouncer, I had bowling shirts made uh-huh. that had a bunch of names on it, and I got the 4X and happened to say Bubba on it. You know, so people, when I was bouncing, started calling me Bubba. And the first night before I went on stage, uh, when the guys took me on the road, the the guys like, hey, how do you want me to introduce you? And I'm like, I don't know, man. And I looked at the one guy that Rocky was his name that took me on the road, and he's like, Brad Levisky. He's like, he's like, how about Bubba Bradley? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, man. So, so that's how you got your that's name. That's how we got the name, yeah. And it just kind of stuck with me. Now, you know? did he know that you'd already been called Bubba? He didn't. He, he did not know, but I wore the shirt. Okay. When I first started, I wore that shirt. I think it was like a security thing with okay. me. Okay. So I wore the shirt that said Bubba, and he's just like, well, "We just call you Bubba." And I'm like, "Well, that's what they call me anyway." So I'm like, yeah, well, Bubba Bradley, and just rolled a little better. And then, and then the uh, the the the, uh, the persona was created. The persona was created. Yes, Bubba and Brad are very similar, except for the fact that I think. Uh, Bubba's a little more outgoing than I am. Okay. Which is weird, which I am outgoing. I think the funny thing is growing up and wanting all the attention and uh, when I was going through my teens and my early 20s, I was always wanted to be the center of attention and Mm -hmm. at a party, you know, and then I needed that. Now that I'm doing comedy, I'm finding that I'm introverting more. You know, I think Mm -hmm. I'm getting all that out of my system on stage and the real me is just like, I don't want to be around people at all, you know. Now, would you say that there is a, a darkness inside your heart and, and, and that's the, Brad, the Bradley part of you and then and you put on Bubba to pull out the light? That, I think we could, yeah, you know, that's probably not too far off. I mean, depending on what your, you know, idea or what anyone's idea of darkness would be. But yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely two different people. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba's always happy and you know, Brad's, you know, I'm a comic, so we mm-hmm. can't be happy all the time. That sure. wouldn't be any fun. You ever dealt with depression? I think I have. Uh-huh. I think I have. I mean, uh, I don't, I'm so stubborn. I, I definitely deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been happening more and more. I don't know where it's coming from. But, well, I did that joke about the heart thing. I'm heart right. with AFib. After that happened, I became a severe hypochondriac. <laughs> and... Uh, but I think that made me, you know, kind of develop into that, and that gives me anxiety. So now every little thing I freak out, you know, mm-hmm. I get paranoid. So, yeah, I, I think it's messing me up a <laughs> bit. You can't be normal and do it, though. I mean, you, you know. We, yeah, hell yeah. I can tell you real quick, you know, you go into the hospital, and, and uh, they do a CAT scan, and the next thing you know, you, you find out you got a softball-sized tumor on in you. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 So... It, it happens. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. that, that's that's a true. That's, that's yeah. That really happened. Because I read about that. You, I know you had some. Issues. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That really happened. And for me, I mean, that's the thing that I always think is going to happen. But I'm fortunate enough for it to not. But I mean, it shows you though. It could. I mean, that quick. Yeah. 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 I mean, so there's there's guy. Hell, I, I wouldn't go to the doctor unless you know my freaking arm was falling off and I had to find. I couldn't get it back on with duct tape or something. You know, and I'm like, ah, damn it! All right, I'm, I'm gonna go 
go to the doctor and let them staple it back on or whatever the hell. Um, and, and it was just one of those things where I was just so sick that, that my wife dragged me to the doctor and do something with this guy. And, you know, it was pneumonia. And I was like really, really bad off. And, and uh, that's, you know, they ended up, it wasn't just the first time, it was the second time. The, the hillbilly doctors here didn't catch it the first time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think doctors these days, we know more than they do. I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I was talking to somebody about I it. I can Google better than they can. That's it, that, and that's what they do. I mean, if you think about it, 20, 20, 30 years ago, doctors had to know things. Yeah. They don't anymore. If you go to the doctor, they all have their iPads or whatever. And, you know, you tell because I know if I go to the ER, they'll bring a computer and, like, what are your symptoms? And I know they're WebMD. <laughs> I know they are. And it's like... So Come you're on. saying so you're saying idiocracy is coming it's I, coming to fruition. I really think I think it is. I mean, but so nowadays we I I, I just because I'm really good with my symptoms. If I want something specific checked out, mm -hmm. like if I feel like something may be wrong, I'll tell them what I want to tell them so they'll do that particular test. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean I can manipulate it like that, but. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, and not 20, 30 years ago, you had to know things. You had to retain and memorize. They don't anymore. It's all computerized, so why do they need to learn anything? I'm not saying that they're not smart people, but, yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, a lot of it's like, well, we're going to look this up. What do you think this is? So. Yeah, well, I have a theory that that the the more technology gets advanced, the dumber we get. And, and you, you, you know, Idiocracy, even though it's a, you know, a, a joke of a movie, I think it, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, think about this for a minute. If you, if you, if, you know, 150, 200 years ago, if you practice law, you pretty much had to know the law. You know, if you practice medicine, you pretty much had to know the medicine. Uh, or, or, and, and today, you don't read. All you got to do is Google it. Yeah. You know, you don't really have to re remember. It. I, no. you know, I'll use this for an example. Before cell phones and all that other kind of stuff, I bet I could remember 30, 40 phone numbers. Oh, yeah? Now I can barely remember my own. No, I know two. I no. barely know my own. I mean, it, <laughs> I, it's, and sometimes I question that when I'm like, I think yeah, I, I know. Uh, I did not know it, yeah. Yeah. No, I, know, I, I, know, I know three. I know both of my grandparents' numbers. And, and 911. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah that was, I got that one on hand. But whenever I have anything to have, so, yeah, I've, I, yeah, I'm definitely hypercock. <laughs> Well, I mean, has it ever, have you ever, I mean, other than the heart thing, have you ever had any other kind of illness? No, not really. I, right now I'm dealing with uh, a pretty intense TMJ. Oh, ooh, I had a whole jaw replaced because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 I had a jaw, my, my, the right side of my jaw is... Is uh, it like titanium? Yeah, it's something oh. like that. Jesus. I, yeah. I, I can show you some pictures that'll freak you out. I can't deal with that. I don't think I can. Yeah, they had to cut all all through along the jawbone and then replace it with this uh, with this uh, prosthetic jaw joint. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Well, I think it's been very very good to me. <laughs> well, you're still tough. you're not punch drunk, so that's a good thing. And I don't see your ears aren't all cauliflower. Uh, uh, you gotta look a little closer. You gotta, you gotta really get in there. Yeah, you gotta get in there, man. But uh, yeah, uh, but so this uh, I. I clench my jaws at night because I'm on the CPAP from my sleep apnea because mm -hmm. my neck's so thick. But I clench and it's causing, you know, these muscles. I've been having, so I've been getting really dizzy and I couldn't figure out why. I'm getting dizzy and uh, just not feeling right. And I went to every doctor imaginable, specialist. They're like, we don't know. But finally it came out as TMJ, so. Sleep with a mouthpiece. Go get you a mouthpiece. So and then in the sports. Uh... Well, I just, I went to the dentist because the, they had to make one to like, uh, fix my bite. So I could have I, saved you a whole lot of money. Oh yeah? Yeah, just go get a football mouthpiece. Heat it up, and put it in, put it and in. you'll be good to go. Well, I, I paid 400 bucks for one. So, Ouch! Yeah. Damn. So hopefully that'll help. Because uh, it even happened even at night doing my show, like uh, probably 20 minutes before the end, I got hit really hard with the dizzy spell. Dizzy? So, I didn't see, I, I always suffered headaches. Headaches? Yeah. yeah I get I get super... Terrible like, migraines. No, that's how, I've been lucky on that. But I get dizzy, and it to the point where I almost like black out and vertigo is so bad and it happens on stage and then but when that starts uh, anxiety kicks in because mm -hmm. I'm in front of a room full of people like I'm am I going to pass out right now I don't mm -hmm. know you know and that makes me worse so I do a good job of playing it off but mentally it throws me a little bit you know puts me off because comedy is a rhythm just like boxing sure. dance it's sure. a rhythm I mean once you get thrown off you know you, you're out of your game you're out of your game so yeah, I've been dealing with that, so hopefully I can get a get a lead on it. That's it, though. Other than that, I'm I'm a healthy guy for being a fat kid. I mean. <laughs>
I, I talk about because I'm super healthy. Like literally, my uh, I went to my cholesterol, uh, my bad cholesterol was 89, which is awesome. My triglycerides are 107, which is awesome. Uh, my total is 140. I mean, these are numbers. If you don't know, they're good. Uh, my blood pressure is like 115 over 60 constantly. So. <laughs> I'm just like this. I think I piss people off because you know all these people that have to like work hard. Uh, I remember I, I knew a girl she was a fitness model, and I grew up working hard in a factory, you know, doing hard work. So I'm a strong guy, but he was a fitness model, mm -hmm. and he did like the posing and the, you know, they get up on the and they flex their butt and shit <laughs> or whatever they do. But he's like, hey, you want to go work out? And I'm like, yeah, man. So every day of his life, he works out, you know. And I go into the gym with him smoking cigarettes, eating Doritos, and like just out lifting them on everything. And he just kind of looked at me like, fuck, man. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, just good genes, man. <laughs> Sorry. That is hilarious. Yeah. So what, what are the long, what are the long-term plans for, for Bubba Bradley? What, what is your end game? What is your goal? When, you know, we joke about, hey, I've made it, but what is the I made it moment going to be in your life? Well, that's a good question. I think, and Right now, I'm happy because uh, this is what I do. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I'm making a career out of it. So, comedy is my only job. To be able to do this is awesome. So, in in that regard, I feel like I've made it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'll know I've made it when I'm at the point where I know that I'm not going to have to worry. You know, how I'm gonna if if comedy is gonna last me. You know, if I'm going to be able to retire, you know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. have to have that work. Like, it's comedy. Once I find out, I guess the best way to put it is, once I find out that comedy is going to be the very last thing I ever do, mm -hmm. I'll feel that I've made it. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I'm, I'm not quite there, you know, because at any moment, it could fall out. I was going to say, it doesn't matter what you do in life, you don't know if you're going to ever be able to retire. Yeah. But I mean, to the point where I can actually, you know, maybe get a... Uh, Netflix special or my first like hour comedy special. Oh, okay. That for me would be a good pinnacle. But even if I never became super famous, and I, I got a great following across the country, and, I, and I'm working hard to get more. But I mean, if I could, if I could do that, I'd be happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, I didn't know that the the comic community was so large in Nashville. Yeah, right. I did not know that. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff going on there's in this town. A lot, a lot of comics. Uh, Chad Ryden, really good dude. Uh, he pretty much he, he runs the whole thing, man. Uh, he's got the East Room in uh, in East Nashville. It's a great little bar. Uh -huh. uh, they got Dino's. Uh, like East Nashville, the comedy scene is amazing out there. I run a show on Tuesdays. I mean. Uh, there's a bunch of good underground guys that are doing their thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Zanies is so good to their comics. I mean, they'll bring people in, you know, they'll have them MC and feature and mm -hmm. giving me a show tonight, which is awesome. So, yeah, it's just really cool, man. Yeah. You gotta love this town. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I'm in love with every bit of it, man, even Broadway. <laughs> even Broadway. You say that like it's a dirty thing. I don't say dirty, but I, I think when you're here, and I just, because I, I, being around all the people and all the... And, and see, it's, it's a cynical thing. Like, ah, the best thing that makes a city great, mm -hmm. you know, is like, why well, should it piss you off? People right. want to come here, you know. So everyone bitches about Broadway and the tourists. I mean, for me, it's like, ah, I don't know. I like going to the Wheel because I like that old right. rockabilly, man. That's such a good little bar. Yeah. It makes me happy. But, yeah, so. <laughs> I, I was in Broadway one night walking around, and I, I wasn't too drunk, but I was a little buzzed. And this guy, like, bumped into me, and he's like, watch out, big head. And I was like, and then I wanted to get mad, but I was like, big head? Like, of all you have to work with here, you go big head? I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah, I couldn't even be mad at the guy. Like, he's trying to be a dick, but I'm like, big head, really? I'm like, you have all this material, and you go big head. I'm like, hey, what's up, guy that wears jeans? I'm like, get out of here. So I couldn't even be mad, but it's just like. Did you say that to I you? didn't say that. No, I just walked away. I'm like, well, that just, because I was so dumbfounded, like, Head. I'm like, please let me buy you a PBR. Yeah, what do you, we need to talk. We need to get you better than insult people. Big head. Big head. Well, yeah. I, I, did, oh, there's so many things I was about to say, but I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Today, so, guys. Um, are you, when are you hitting back the road? When are you, when, 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 see, boxing? You just kind of get stuck when, there, when you know, you and on <laughs> So when do you hit the road again? Uh, I am, I'm off this weekend. Uh, and then the weekend after that, I'm actually in a comedy festival called Slow Fest in San Luis Obispo. 
uh, was one of 48 comics picked to be in that. I think it's worldwide. So it's uh, I think like 5,000 comics submit or something. So one of 48 to get in. I'm gonna go do that. So I'll spend some time in LA while I'm out there, and then. Uh, the plan is now, since I just signed with that agency, to come back and start really focus on getting some, uh, getting some acting gigs. Very cool. Yeah. You, you consider yourself an actor? I do only in the regard that I have been paid to act. You know what I mean? That okay. Because all the comics say to you, like you're not really a comic until you, you know, gotten paid to do a gig. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm sure even a boxer, like sure. you, you're a boxer when you get paid for your first fight. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you're a comic, even if you do open mics, you're still a comedian. But professionally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I would say that you need to be paid to do it. So I think, yeah, I don't know about how good of an actor. I'm a typecast because I either play a hillbilly or a, a security or... They told me on Nashville I was too big to be a security guard. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, really? Because they always have like little skinny dudes that look good. They're like, you're a security. They're like, this guy's too big to put on TV. And I'm like... I hate how fake TV is. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't have this guy. He's what's he gonna do? You know. Well, I mean, I I, I actually watched the show Nashville, um, but it, it it I think it makes people delusional. I think they they makes it look like they just get off the bus and all of a sudden everybody becomes a star. Yeah. And that is so not the case. Yeah. There are there are people that 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 hunt this town for ten years and may never get heard and are super 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 talented. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of talent in this town. Yeah, if you go to Broadway, the worst person playing on Broadway is better than half the people in this country that are doing something. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's true. Because these guys are so talented. That shows you how cutthroat it is. Well, if you're going to hunt bear, you got to go to the woods. you gotta, you got to come here. <laughs> yeah, got, yeah, yeah. you got to go where it's at. So, I mean, eventually I think I'm going to have to make a move to L.A. Really? But, yeah, I think so. I mean, because if I want to do more in acting, now that I have a resume, you mm-hmm. know, I can get stuff here, but... Uh, to really get into because I think every comic stream is a is a sitcom or mm-hmm. you know something like that but one thing helps the other so the more TV credits I get the more people I can get to my shows you know it's just it's just how it works so it's kind of a necessary but I mean there's other ways I'm doing it I'm making videos YouTube and all that you know just trying to get myself out there so sure yeah that's all you can do all right anything else you want to promote for we we call this one uh, I just that uh, go to my website bubbabradley.com uh, I rewrote a Johnny Cash song uh, doing a parody of it look for that it's gonna be a fun video it's uh, I rewrote I smoke or I, I've been everywhere to I've smoked every weed <laughs> oh I literally it uh, was shot in Colorado he shot yeah, it's gonna be shot in Colorado. So literally, like you know, he's like, I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma. So that I I, I mix it and I put it. I go to Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> where where am I at, man? I don't know. I've not even heard of that. <laughs> that would have been an easier song. No, I've got four pages of, of names of weed that I wrote down, but yeah, yours is way better. Uh, but Colorado, Colorado, uh, Washington, uh, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Uh, go check out Bubba Bradley uh, on YouTube. Go check him out on Facebook. Go check him out on Twitter. Go check him out on the road. Twitter, yeah, BubbaBradley.com uh, is my website, Bubba underscore comic on Twitter. So... All right, we're out of here. Cool, man. Oh, my gosh, that was hilarious. I had a good time.